dearest friends, enemies, tragedies, puppies, all of you that listen to Not Too Deep, just want to give you a quick heads up that after this episode, we will be taking a very brief hiatus to do some internal housekeeping and to make some really great updates to the show. We'll be coming back sooner than later. Uh, some might say February 12th. So hold on to your buttholes. We'll be back and it'll be strictly audio and strictly free. So find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Not Too Deep. We'll be back February 12th on the regular for no money. Save your dollar dollar bills for whatever Applebee special is likely to happen in 2008 to soothe all of the wounds from 2017. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep with me, your host, Grace Helbig. This episode is extraordinarily special because we recorded this episode live at the New York Comedy Festival on November 11th at the Gramercy Theater, and it was so much fun. Oh my god. The cadence wasn't like this the whole time, I swear. Uh, Eliza Schlesinger was so absolutely lovely to give her time to be a guest on this live episode it was amazing she literally flew out of new york like the day before came back like that day came right to the show she's amazing we talk all about her dog blanche who literally was the fourth guest on this show or the fourth person fourth living thing with hair on stage during this show this was such a fun podcast because it was really funny obviously but it was equal parts super sincere with genuine real like life advice that I think is very um good for every human that wants to live a life that isn't awful so give it give it a listen let me know what you think make sure you go follow Eliza on all of her social media platforms and check out Girl Logic. it's a book that will make you different it'll make you think different it'll make you hope different and uh, if anything I just hope that Blanche can be in all of our lives forever so take a listen to Not Too Deep Live at the New York Comedy Festival at Gramercy Theater with Eliza Schlesinger not, not too deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good friends over at Squarespace. Got big plans for the new year. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website, showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade Ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Wow! Hey guys! Oh, man! Wow! Is Holy it, moly! Are we just in, are we in pure darkness right yeah, now? Yeah, you can turn the lights on. That's okay. No, We're not that hideous. It's a sp- ah! Ah! Hey, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for braving the New York City cold and coming out on a Saturday night. I know you guys had tons of studying to do tonight, so I really appreciate it. I'm worth it. God bless. <laughs> this is a Dove commercial. I'll take it. Thank you. Uh, my name is Grace Helbig, and this is Jack Ferry. Hi. Hey. 
Uh, and this is a very, very fun live episode of the podcast, Not Too Deep. We have an amazing, funny woman, human, just all around great person. Eliza Schlesinger is gonna be here with us in a little bit. And she literally ran here from a comedy show that she just did as part of the New York, yeah, were you guys there? Yeah, all right, oh, stalkers, awesome. so that's fun. <laughs> cool, glad you're here. Uh, really exciting. Hi, Jack Ferry. Hi, Grace Helvig. How are you? I'm great. Oh, that's good. This is where we ignore you and just talk to each other for the rest of this time. That's right. Okay, uh, <laughs> we're having a dialogue. Um, Jack and I, I don't, if you guys don't know, we met in New York City seven years ago. I don't know if it was that long ago. I've been living in Los Angeles for five years. Oh my God. I know. We are a preteens age of knowing each other. <laughs> I don't like thinking about that. Well, uh, so we wanted to talk a little bit about New York, reminisce, yeah. have all the feels, the nostalgia, et cetera. I, I ha actually, it's so cool being in New York. I just walked past Maria Sharapova on the street. Wait, is this for real? For real. It was, the... either, it was either her or Ivanka Trump. It's impossible to know. Oh, the tennis player? Yeah. Okay. I'm almost positive it was Maria Sharapova. And I was very excited. Wow. All right. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. It's, what a celebrity spotting. I know. Uh, I'm extremely hungover. <laughs> so we're having, I did that fun thing where I decided I was going to have a cool night in. And then at midnight, a friend texted. And then I was like, I can go out for a little bit. And then was out till 5 a.m. So pardon me if I'm crazy but also like i you no one would know it's the same uh, well, at least it's on brand yeah it's i'm just building it more and more into my brand uh i thought we talk a little bit sorry now i'm just chewing ice which is no, only that's great. great i can fill time if you'd like uh how's it going out there guys cool keep clapping she's still chewing i'm done <laughs> i'm done um so i thought it'd be fun one, you guys sent us a bunch of questions that we want to get to, which yes. I really appreciate you guys participating in an audience participation kind of segment. That's really cool. We put up a bunch of fake questions, pranked you guys, uh, before you got here so that it would reinforce you guys possibly participating. Um, we were going to talk about New York and our experiences in New York, but I say fuck it. Let's just start answering questions. Yeah, we got a bunch, so right, why not? Cool. So let's get into it. Go right. for it, Jack. What is your favorite song off Reputation? Oh, where's my phone? Where <laughs> did it go? Okay, my favorite song. I've been listening to it on repeat. Um, what do you guys think about Reputation? Make a noise that... Okay, that... It's... <laughs> I heard, woo, it's okay. <laughs> so, all right. Mixed feelings. I see it. Um, Don't Blame Me is a song that just, I don't even know what the fuck it's about, but it just makes me want to run and go, yeah. <laughs> so that's how I perceive music. <laughs> I'm really good at it. Uh, how about you, Jack? Have you uh, listened to Reputation on repeat since its release? Uh, I'm embarrassed to say I have not. Whoa, that's disgusting. I'm sorry. I have heard that one that's like, um, the real Taylor can't come to the phone. Why? Because she's dead. Oh. You're so old. <laughs> I'm kidding. Good for you. Proud of you. Thank you. Uh, okay, let's see. This says, hi, can you talk about how you felt listening to Reputation? Guys. Come on. 
I know that she's on SNL right now, but like, come on. This is about me. Oh, this one's pretty good. Okay. Favorite conspiracy theory. Oh, my favorite conspiracy theory is that Avril Lavigne is dead and that a replacement has been just going around as her. Wow. Yeah, that is a crazy All right, one. you guys are supporting someone's death. That's weird. Uh, what's your favorite? I heard the same one about um, Donald Trump's wife. That- oh, that Melania has yeah. a body double. <laughs> yeah. And it's definitely a dude wearing like a fake nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so hope that one's real. I, I agree with you. That one, I was like, mm, this would be great because they obviously chose a really bad body double. Okay, so you pretty much done it all. What do you want to do next in your life? Alex V. from Port Jeff, New York, Long Island. Hi. Hi, Alex. Um, heard of it. Uh, there he is. Hey, dude. Oh, boy. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you for being here. Um, uh, what do you want to do next in your life? Um, I want to make longer form scripted somethings. Yeah, okay. Yeah, specific and vague yeah, all at the same all right. time. <laughs> How about you? Well, I'm hoping that next year I get to make my first feature film. So that's yeah. always very exciting. Yeah. Get it, boy. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question uh, is blank. Oh, next question. Perfect. Someone uh, pranked us so hard. Oh, I don't know. Not really a question. Just wanted to tell you my worst pants shitting story in three words. Okay. Trampoline. No, that shouldn't happen there. <laughs> Neighbor. Not with them. <laughs> Hose. Not with that. That's like the worst game of Clue ever. It yeah. happened on the trampoline with the neighbor and the hose. <laughs> and they spelled neighbor with a U. Are you British? Oh, they'll never tell. Neighbor. Uh, okay, this is, what is the longest fart you can remember? Oh, they spelled remember wrong and then corrected themselves. <laughs> Having farted, did it smell? What did it smell like? And then they put their Twitter handle at KFarts. So this person is building a brand that I respect. <laughs> uh, what's the longest fart that you can remember having farted, Jack Ferry? I'm having a hard time remembering, but it did remind me of a very funny story I read on the internet uh, today, actually, about a man who was being questioned by the police. And uh, I think they asked him something like, where were you in the night in question? And he, like, went like that and let out an enormous fart. And apparently, they, like, let him go because they are like, no, I am not dealing with this. And they ended up arresting him, like, a month later. But I was like, wow, Wait, that what? is full. Yes. This he is an ga- epi- You watched an episode of South Park. No, this is man. not a news story. <laughs> no, man. I saw it on Twitter. Therefore, it must be true. <laughs> yeah, apparently, this guy, like, uh, gassed out the detective who was just like, I'm out of here. Screw this. But then got convicted ultimately? Then ultimately got arrested like a month later. Well, all right. It was, I'm not saying it was the best plan. It was a plan. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a smoke bomb. Yeah, I guess so. I'm out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's continue into this bucket of treasures. Uh, What's your favorite thing to do in New York from Emma? Hey, hey, girl, hey. Hi, Emma. What's up? What's up? Not much. How about you? (laughs) <laughs> oh, good. Good, good, good. Dude, oh, God, you're living your best life. Proud of you. 
Uh, the rest of you guys can just go. We're just having a conversation. Yeah, we'll be here. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do in New York? Uh, well, the thing I've been craving that I haven't had a chance to do yet is get a lobster roll from Luke's Lobsters, which is so... How many of you just went, oh, I have no fucking clue what he's talking about? Because I'm like, guys, what? I lived here for five years. What? Guys, it's the best. It's so good. But honestly, I, I, I like coming here because I get to go to the theater. I saw Sweeney Todd this week, which is amazing. You guys got to go see that if you can. I'm going to see Sleep No More for the sixth time. Hell yeah. You guys got to go. Mm-hmm. Have you gone there yet? No, they have weird masks. I don't <laughs> want to do it. No, you get to wear the weird masks. No, mask. I don't want them to touch me. <laughs> they won't touch you. It's immersive. I don't like anything that's immersive. I like having distance from well, whatever art I'm experiencing. <laughs> well, then, then don't see Sweeney Todd. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> Um, the, my favorite thing about New York is that you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I went out till 5 a.m. and then um, slept till like 11 and then set off the fire alarm in my hotel room right before I came here. True story. Yeah, which is really fun to call downstairs and be like, sorry, I didn't want to iron my shirt. So I turned the shower on and then it set off the alarm. I swear everything's okay. And then they were like, okay, Grace Helbig, like because my name's on my room. And I was like, uh-oh. And... They were like, don't worry, we'll send the fire marshal up in a second. So I just sat on the edge of my bed for like five to ten minutes, and I had to pee so bad. But I was like, I don't want him to think I was doing something weird in the bathroom if he shows up, or her, whoever it was, never showed up. So I just sat in this anxiety cloud being like, are they going to come? What's my story? I actually wasn't doing anything bad. What's in my room that looks bad? Let me tuck it all away and look like I haven't been a raccoon laying in bed for nine hours today. Well, I must say your shirt looks very unwrinkled. So whatever you did work. No, I took off the one that I ironed because it was wrinkled by the time I got here. It wrinkled when I put my coat on. So I'm wearing my own goddamn merch right now. (laughs) Shout out to anyone that bought any of these sweatshirts. They're delightfully comfortable. Okay, go for it, Jack. All right. How do you feel about the fact that it takes over two years to grow a pineapple? Ew. I mean, I... I don't know if I have feelings about that. I feel uh, very confused. Is that true? Oh, yeah, that's you, Emma, again, girl. Emma, Emma Foreman. Emma's got some thoughts that she needs to get out. I will definitely be more appreciative the next time I eat a pineapple. I Why? Will say that. Knowing that it took two years yeah, to Yeah, and mature. they built up this weird armor that's like, don't touch me. Yeah, I feel like you feel like they're kindred spirits in that yeah, way. Yeah, I see too much of myself in them. <laughs> Okay, uh, what word do you say that comes out super Jersey? This is interesting because Jack and I are both from New Jersey. That's true. We met. Shout that, out to New Jersey. That state exists. Yeah. Hey, wooder, 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 wooder. Going to the library. Uh, I get made fun of all the time in uh, California because I still say coffee. You do, but you're from South Jersey. I How lived here for happen? 15 years, man. It had an okay. effect on me. I, I don't believe that, but okay. Everyone makes fun of me. Really? I've yeah, never heard you what am I going to say? Coffee? That's not a coffee. word. Coffee. 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 Kaufman. Kaufman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> checks out. Uh, no, I say wooder sometimes. Do Jimmy. you? No. Did you just become a cartoon? Come on. <laughs> I've never heard you say wooder. I've tried to change it because I didn't realize I was saying it until I came to New York. Wow. And everyone was like, Wooder doesn't have D's in it. Why are you saying it like that? So there's that. 
Um, also, bagel. I say bagel, but I don't know if that's a Jersey thing. Yeah, I think it might be. Bagel. Bagel. Ba- bagel. 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 Forward. Uh, okay, someone else asked about what is the worst fart you've ever smelled. So this audience has a very specific interest. <laughs> what are your favorite alcoholic bevs? Oh. Uh, All of the above. Yeah. Um, yeah, the vodka soda. I like an old-fashioned, which is also on brand for me. <laughs> oh, Jack. Uh... How do you like reputation? <laughs> Guys, come on. No, it's big news, Jack. It's big news. Is it reputation? Loved it. No, it's why does Jack talk so much? Oh. I put that one in there. <laughs> My bad. So sorry. Okay, we have a couple more, and then we're going to bring Eliza out, and she's going to tell us really fun, funny, wonderful things. What's your favorite song on Reputation? God fucking damn it, you <laughs> motherfuckers. I think someone just put that question in 12 times. Yeah, no, okay. Oh, what do you think about Taylor Swift's seminal album, Reputation? Mother <laughs> fucking fuck. This is the worst prank of all time. <laughs> Fake question. Go ahead, Jack, if you have one. Yeah, what's Goose up to? I don't know, being a murder bot somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she's just busy being seemingly so cute, but then, like, so terrible at the same time. No, she's been great. She's alive, I think. As far as I know, that's what's happening. Thank you. Yeah. I I mean, I support her choice to be alive or dead. uh, And so, so far, it's working out. Uh, What tips do you have for newbies to New York City from Uh. Fletch? Stop trying to make Fletch happen. Uh, Don't buy weed from the people in uh, Washington Square Park. They're all cops. That's an extraordinarily specific tip. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, I was going to say, like, carry mace in your purse. Um, ship, Ship mace, carry mace. It's the, the adult thing to do. Uh, okay, let's see if we can find a really good last one. If you find one before me, go for it. Okay, this one's long. Uh, reading makes me tired. <laughs> That's a fake one. No, it's good. It's great. I appreciate all of these. Uh, where are y'all drinking tonight after the show? Um, just in like a dark corner somewhere. That's not all. It's fine. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Don't worry. Well, this looks pretty good. Okay. What is the weirdest, most memorable experience you've ever had with a medical professional? <laughs> Doctor, nurse, etc. The weirdest or most memorable? Uh, oh, God, these must be repressed deep, deep down. <laughs> um... Do you have something that comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I had an allergic reaction to uh, and this antibiotic that, like, attacked my central nervous system. And when I told my doctor... Did someone just go, woo! <laughs> like, supporting the central I, like, nervous system? <laughs> it was really bad. It, like, it was, like, it, like, made me, like, bug out. Like, I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. And so when the, the doctor was like, what was it like? I was like, it felt like someone injected me with pure terror. And his response was, I'll never forget it, he goes... Huh, that sounds pretty unpleasant. How old? Like, this was as an adult human? Yeah, I was, like, right after, right after college. They thought I had a, a bladder infection, so, like, just take this, and it was Cipro, which apparently is really intense. 
Wow. Yeah. So. Not sponsored. Yeah. Not. Wow. Uh, but we're waiting. We're hoping. Um, I I don't know. I don't go to doctors as an adult. Maybe that's like that's a problem. That's an issue. Um, I'm working on it. But I remember when I was younger, I really wanted glasses and braces so bad. I thought they were the coolest fucking things in the whole goddamn world. And I was dedicated in third and fourth grade to get both glasses and braces. And I wasn't gonna like just con my way through it. I was really gonna prove that I needed them, even though I didn't. So in third grade, when I took the eye test, I squinted so hard so that I didn't see the actual letters and they look like other letters to me on the eye chart. Like you look into this machine and then you look at the eye chart. I squinted so hard and then I went to the doctor, to the eye doctor and I got glasses um, and then found out later that they were just clear plastic. <laughs> like, and then I went to the, and I was like, cool, conned, but not really, the optometrist. I can do this to the dentist too, watch this. And they put the things in my like the sides of your mouth to take the x-rays. And I tried to give myself the hardest overbite that I've ever like tried in my entire life. I was just like gritting my teeth so hard to be like, they're going to give me braces. This I'm is gonna insane. Get, I'm going to get some, I'm going to get orange and black. It's going to be Halloween colors. They're going to look so fucking cool. And then they was like, you have perfect teeth. You're great. And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> so mad at that dent, uh, that dentist. Yeah, it was so bad. And then my friend Lauren got braces and she came to school and we all like ran up and hugged her and I secretly was so fucking pissed at her. And fuck Lauren. She's doing well now. <laughs> She's a teacher, I think. So that's good. She's educating. Um, speaking of education. Yes. Uh, we have an amazing, amazing comic, just overall wonderfully talented, creative human being with us tonight, Eliza Schlesinger. She's got this new book called Girl Logic, which is really fucking funny. It's out now. You guys can go get it everywhere that they sell books. I don't know where those places are, but find them on your own. Uh, it's a really educational kind of look at the, the way the female psyche works, for better or for worse. So uh, let's bring out Eliza Schlesinger! Yay! Yeah. Ah! Oh my God, I forgot to mention that we have another star in our mix. It's I'm, Blanche. I'm love. Uh, so, Blanche. Oh my God. It's like a room of young girls. Isn't this amazing? <laughs> Look at this creature. Like, she, she's just staring directly into everyone's souls. It's like, do you have chicken? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, they don't have chicken. Uh, thank you, one, for being here. Thank you, you for having me. Of course, you've been doing this insane tour. You, I mean, it's only just started, but I feel like you're yeah. constantly touring. Uh, yeah. And uh, this book is out now, so what do you feel about it being actually physically out that people can read it and have an intimate relationship with the things that you've written down? Yes. Um, so it came out Tuesday, and it's really hard to write a book. It's really hard to write a book. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> the end, I cry. Um, because a lot of times, you know, somebody just like throws a jillion dollars at you and you get a ghostwriter. That did not happen with me. I was like, can I please write this book? They're like, maybe. So <laughs> I wrote this book. This was like a year, over a year of going back and forth. I finished it. It came out Tuesday. And the from the time that they say it's going to press from the, uh, versus the time it's released is like months. So it feel, I feel estranged from it. And there's that part of you that's like, 
It's not stand-up. Like, you just say some vulnerable things. You say some honest things. So you're, I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God. Like, what if it's shitty and no one's going to tell me? Because none of my friends, they're like, it's great. It's so you. And I'm like, what does that mean? Um, and then one by one, it started to trickle in that they loved it. And, like, all the reviews. I may have asked for, like, five-star reviews on Snapchat. But they <laughs> complied. It's a and great so, marketing tool. It, is, it really is for the young people. But what, okay, so this, I mean, you touch on a lot of the subjects in this, like, in your stand-up. So what was it for you that was, like, I'm going to write this down and I want this to be a book rather than, like, a stand-up special or something uh, similar? Yeah, so, so the whole idea of girl logic, I, about a year ago, I just, I had finished my, or I don't remember... Whatever. Everything kind of blends together uh, when all you wear is black. Um, I'm just trying to think about it. Uh, I had finished my Netflix special, Confirmed Kills. This was around that time. And I was sort of diving into why women behave the way they behave and sort of defending it versus just making fun all the time. And I realized that I got tired of women always being called crazy. I got yeah. tired of this like broad brushstrokes. Like she's a psycho. She's a bitch. She's a crazy bitch. And other women also attacking. That is so adorable. Whoa. Are they not allowed to clap? No, they've been. They just <laughs> decided Grace silently like, to turn clap. this into a poetry jam. That's very so I sassy. appreciate the like support you guys have for each cutest. other's ideas. <laughs> what? They didn't want to clap over what oh, you're saying. Oh, for the podcast. Yeah. One time I ate baby carrots on someone's podcast and then my, uh, I got like death threats from the listeners. But that should have been like straight up ASMR. That should have been like, oh my, right? like crunchy, crunchy. This? I'm getting tingles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have ASMR, but I will watch those videos because there's this one girl with an accent that like eats a whole mango salad. <laughs> She's like, hello, my puppets. I'm like, I am your puppet. Like, <laughs> I don't even get the tingling, but I just, and I, I love how much it upsets other people. Oh, yeah. It upsets me big time. Oh, my. I would want to listen to it next to you and just be like, look at listen. Uh, I love the it's, creepiness. It's Oh, yeah. I, I've learned the, uh, the depth of the, the haircutting scenarios that happen. It's very, yeah. Oh, I, I don't even think about that. I like that. Yeah. yeah the virtual barbershop is really cool. I think All I right, have Jack. ASMR. <laughs> I'm so okay. sorry. Right. Uh, okay, so that was it. So I just kind of was just like, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of how mean society is to women and how mean mm-hmm. women are to each other. And the truth is we're not crazy. Um, and we always sound crazy when we actually expose the thought process that goes into stuff. Yeah. But the truth is women are expected to be so many things to so many people all at once. Um, in one fell swoop, you're expected to be slutty, but not too slutty. Whatever the mm-hmm. fuck those words mean. Whatever the fuck those parameters are. Uh, demure, but outgoing, but not too outgoing because then you'll upset someone. Secure, but don't be showy. And there's just so many rules. So then the thought is like, well, who cares? Be yourself. But as a young woman navigating the world, what you want to do and versus other people's perception of you, their perception can be detrimental to your safety, to your work progress, Mm -hmm. the way other women treat you if you become an outcast. So a lot of factors have to go into making a small decision because we're trying to, I don't know, there's self-preservation. We're trying to navigate what's going to not upset everyone and still work out for us. And in talking about that, it sounds crazy, but it's really a highly evolved way of thinking that we do very quickly. And I think we deserve credit for it versus being called psycho. Absolutely. By the way, with that, let me just say, some girls are fucking psychos. <laughs> but by and large, most women are not. 
no, I, because I remember watching you on Last Comic Standing, which you won. I know that's probably something you've talked about a billion fucking times over. <laughs> but I remember watching you and as like a female that wanted to do comedy being like, oh, she's doing it cool without wearing this badge or this like scarlet letter. Like I'm the girl in this competition Thank that's you. happening right now. And that was really, really cool and really inspiring Thanks, to Grace. me. Oh, you got it, girl. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, no, it's one of those things. I didn't realize like, I remember I watched on and off a little bit of the show and then I was like particularly interested in that season because you were just like a girl that wasn't there to be like, I'm the girl, I'm a funny person in this world and watch me be funny. And it was really, really cool. Thank you. Um, Which is very exciting. Uh, And so what from, I mean, that was what, 2008? It was, yeah. So it's been almost 10 years since that. So like what is- I'm still young. I'm still a young, hot female comedian, right, guys? <laughs> yes. So where's the... I feel great. Thank you. What's the progression been like? I'm sure 10 years feels like a long time and also probably a blink of, a, a blink of the eye that it's gone by. Yeah. Like, how has the progression been for you since that? I mean, to be honest, you know, you win something like that and, I mean, some of you weren't born. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, you, no, I don't, I don't think anyone here is 10. Um, no, no, those snaps are really tiny. Uh, <laughs> You want something like that and you, I didn't have a goal when I, you know, when you love doing something, your goal is I just want to do that thing. Yeah. And I, I like doing stand up, and I had been doing it for three years and my goal was just to not lose, just to not get kicked off. And I didn't know that there was money to be made in stand up or that you could do theater. I didn't know. I just knew that I liked it. And I was going to do it. And I won the show. So you get to become at age 25 or 26 when I won it, a headliner. And so you skip a lot of the gritting out, a lot of the sort of trenches that, fascinatingly enough, a lot of women are now, after this Lucy Kay thing, are coming out and talking about how hard it is to be a comic. And my heart breaks for them because I say, had the luxury of skipping a lot of that. When you're automatically the headliner, there's no one above you to say, you got to fuck me for this gig. You can't. Uh, if a club manager harassed me, I'd be like, okay, I'm calling my agent. You've got to pay me. Like there, it was, I miss a lot of that so I'm almost more firmly rooted in my endeavor to help those girls that have to go through it because I, I watch it happen and it makes me angry and mm-hmm. not every girl gets that advantage. Yeah. Uh, but it's been cool. Thanks. I mean, it's just been, you know, you still, you get to be a headliner, but like you're not famous. It's not called last famous person standing. It's, <laughs> you know, so you're on the road and it's been, just in case anybody thinks like you wake up and you're famous, like it's been years of playing like the giggle bucket for like not that much money. And then you rent a car and then you drive somewhere else and you're missing your friend's weddings. And some of this is in the book, but like you're missing a lot of the chunks of life that you're supposed to experience because you're building your act. I got her, this dog that's passed out right here. And she's been on the road with me for like eight years. And so we have like our routine. We've been like so many States and it's just, the road has been like the one constant in my life for like the last decade. I love it. Oh, that's great. I mean, that's, it seems like there's probably a love-hate relationship with everything that happens, but it's, I'm sure, addictive. Just the idea of like, I'm getting to perform and do the thing that I really, truly enjoy doing. Yeah. Uh, even if it's in some bumblefuck club in the middle of Pennsylvania that you kn- no one comes to or the yeah. people that come don't know who you are or what your perspective <laughs> is. That um, sucked. Like, like there were, like you're this girl and you're walking in and it's just like a room of your parents and (laughs) you're in the middle of like Nashville and you're, and that's like, so I would just be like aggressive and loud, just like hoping to keep their attention. You're like, do I have enough material? And eventually what's great about doing it over and over is eventually get to a place where 
like tonight I had a gig and like, they're all there to see you. Yeah. Like you build, like you carve out that audience. So the anger and the anxiety of like, I hope this works goes away. I mean, you know, those, these are all your fans. Like they're here to see you. No, it's a not... bunch of people are stalking you tonight. But, it but, just but, came from your show. <laughs> but they're also, but still like you, that's one of the pleasures you get to build it. You get to carve out the crowd that works for you. And then you just don't go anywhere else. Like if a gig yeah. doesn't feed my art, I just don't go. Speaking of art, talk to me about Party Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> very what sweet. is this? How did this start? I saw a bunch of you were showing photos of people dressing as party goblins for Halloween. They, yeah, which is sweet. amazing. Okay, but give me some context to what this is. So your party goblin is basically this creature that <laughs> everybody has one. The idea is that everybody has a party goblin. She yeah. lives in the back of your brain, <laughs> and she's that voice uh, that is just like, just go ahead and like, just have one drink and. <laughs> She doesn't always show up. That's the thing is every, and I'm not going to do the bit, but like everybody has those nights where like you're drinking mm-hmm. with your friends and it's just not fun. Like the engine's not turning over. Like you're, yeah. you know, you're like a couple beers in or whatever you drink. I don't drink beer, but it's just not, you're like, you're waiting for hot guys or for like something magical to happen. And it's not. And you're like, I just feel full and bloated and gross. And then there are the nights where you don't see it coming. And like, you just have that one extra shot and the right song comes on and the right person walks in and then it's just like, let's eat garbage. And it's just, <laughs> and the next thing you know, you wake up yeah. and you're just a mess and there's popcorn on the floor and your dog's in a bikini and you're just like, and you're like, party goblin got me. Yeah, no, that And was... you can blame it on her. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. That or happened. alcoholism. That's what yeah. that sounds like. Well, that's what happened. I had the party goblin got the best of me last night. I bought myself a hat at Forever 21. Yes. And then I lost it. And I'm so fucking bummed. It was six fucking dollars. Wait, and it... How early were you drinking that it was open? No, I was drinking. I, well, I bought a hat at Forever 21, wore it all day, and then went out at midnight until five. And then the hat, I looked forever in my room. I was like... I woke up, checked my wallet, was like, cool, ID and the credit cards I need. I'm a genius. I did last night, perfect. And then right before I got here, I was like, my hat, where is it? Where's my special hat? I was so bummed. It was like I lost my passport. It was really- Oh my God. That's, I think, the best part. If you're going to go out and get drunk, I don't know why. I mean, I guess I know why because of, like, insurance reasons, but why stores don't stay open later. Right. Like, if I could go to Sephora drunk. Oh, my God. Not just because you're drunk, but the sales lady could be like, because when you're drunk, you see how horrible you look. Oh, yeah. Like, after a couple of drinks where you're just like, are those my pores? And a lady will come and be like, let's sell you a pore cream. I'll be like, I need it. But like, also, if... If Forever 21 just had, like, a trough of french fries in the front of the store, yes. I would spend thousands of dollars in that store at midnight. There's a store perfect. that has uh, this. I don't know if they have it in New York, and I feel so old saying this. What Have you heard of Riley Rose? Not Riley Rose. That's a person. No, yeah, Riley Rose. Riley Rose. I just heard that this opened up in Los Angeles. Okay. Uh-oh, she touched her hair. What is it? What is it? Forever 21, your favorite store, opened a makeup store. It's like a lower price point sort of Sephora. It's for younger, it's geared toward like younger girls, like around this crowd's age. And it's, uh, a ki- well, you guys are like 20 babies. 20 babies. We're doing it. Uh, uh, so you get there and it's in the Glendale Mall, puke, but you don't know what that is. So <laughs> it's just like a it's slice that, yeah. of life out of like 1991. And yeah. you get there and you're like, oh, people still go to these. Uh, and you walk in and it's, 
It's, it's all kinds of makeup, glitter, a lot of like, they have like a whole Korean section for like face masks and stuff like that. Those oh, are the ones cool. that make you look like animals. Yeah. They have those. Oh yeah. I have a Japanese one that just says on it, will you be a dog? And there's just a dog <laughs> face. Like, yes, I will what? be a dog. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody checked it with like someone who speaks English. It's hilarious. Uh, but they have candy. They have ice cream. They have a whole candy section. They have like home goods. And oh, they know what they're doing. I made my fiance take me. <laughs> And he couldn't find a parking spot because it was the Glendale Mall on like a Sunday. Oh, no. We circled for 30 minutes and he was like, do you want to just get out? And I was like, thank you so much. And I just ran out. (laughs) And 45 minutes later, he was still circling. But I don't care because I got a face mask and an eyeshadow palette. Uh, you nailed it. episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good buddies over at ZipRecruiter. Guess what? A fresh new year has begun. If you're setting new goals for your business, it is extremely difficult to reach them without the right people on your team. And ZipRecruiter has transformed how you can go about finding them. If you're looking to hire anyone, it can be very daunting, very stressful, but ZipRecruiter has you covered. They will post your job to over 100 of web's leading job boards with just one click. And ZipRecruiter actively looks for the most qualified candidates and invite them to apply. They do all of the heavy lifting for you. They even review every application to identify top candidates so you never miss a great match. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. What a relief. It's no wonder that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. 80% of employers find a quality candidate in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smart way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified candidate with immediate results. And right now, my listeners, you guys that need to hire some quality candidates can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, F-R-E-E, zero money. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash grace, G-R-A-C-E, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash grace. One more time to try for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash grace. Not, not too deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Burrow. Handcrafted in the USA with sustainably sourced fabrics and hardwood, Burrow makes luxury couches for real life. And let me tell you guys, it's the same quality you expect from high-end retailers without breaking the bank. Plus, this is my favorite part, everything is customizable. Like you go on their website and you can pick your size, color, even the armrest height so you can get the couch that's perfect for you. They're all stain-resistant so you can eat on the couch without worry. You can have a glass of wine on the couch without worry. Or if you're anything like me, you can have a bottle of wine on the couch without worry. And there's even a built-in USB charger for when you need to plug in your phone. When was the last time you plugged your phone into your couch? Well, guess what? The future is now. And this is something that I think a lot of you will be very excited about. It's super easy to put together and take apart. You don't need any tools. Like, you know, when you go to like some of those other Furniture stores, you have to get like those awful hex wrenches and put stuff together and it's agony. Well, these are super simple pieces to put together and you don't need any tools. It's amazing. But you don't have to take my word for it because you can try Burrow risk-free for 30 days. And if for any reason you choose not to keep it, the return process is very simple. So go try Burrow couches for yourself 
Order today and it will ship in just one week. And here's the best part. If you use the promo code grace at burrow.com, you can get $50 off your order. You heard me right. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W.com. Offer code in all caps, grace, G-R-A-C-E. One more time, B-U-R-R-O-W.com. Offer code in all caps, G-R-A-C-E, grace. Amazing ring, by the way. Thank you. Congrats on your engagement. Thank you. Thank you. Here's something, like, where do you draw the line on, because comedy is so personal, and it's a lot about reflecting on, like, actual moments that happen in your own world. Where do you draw the line, especially, I mean, I'm curious, because existing on social media, et cetera, like, on showcasing your life versus keeping it just strictly jokes or comedy or whatever versus, like, here's my dog, here's the guy I'm engaged to, this is what's happening. You know what's interesting that you asked that? I didn't think about this till just now. I think different platforms warrant different Mm -hmm. degrees of vulnerability. Um, On Snapchat, I feel better about making really ugly faces. I think the audience is like, (laughs) yeah, it's just cute. Like, it's more invasive and it's more personal. Instagram is more like a display, um, but in the writing, like, because there's so many characters, you can write something really heartfelt. And I feel that the experience is more positive. Twitter go fuck yourself. Like Twitter <laughs> is just like liberals yelling at conservatives. Like it's yeah. just like a shit storm of news and nobody cares about your fucking dog. Like it's just a nightmare. Um, I think, and there's some of the stuff in the book is very personal, but the things that I'm talking about here, I felt if I didn't use myself as an example, then it, how could I sit here and preach about certain things? Right. So I put it in the book. Um, In the book, I talk about, this is kind of a weird thing to do on such a fun podcast. Like I talk about getting an abortion. That doesn't have to be for you. But I believe very firmly in a woman's right to choose. Mm -hmm. So have it or not. And so my mom was like, why did you reveal that? Thanks, guys. Uh, (laughs) You know, because it's very personal. She's my mom and I totally got that. But I was like, if I sat here and talked about like women's rights and reproductive rights and I had that story and I wasn't sharing it as an artist, if I wasn't being honest, then how could I honestly tell another girl to bravely go in that direction? Yeah. I just felt cowardly to me so I used like the couple things that I had to be like here's my soul hope you don't hate it and um so <laughs> that's also, it there's something comforting about and I've done that too in a book it's there's something a little bit more not necessarily safe but comforting in being intimate in a book setting because yeah. someone it's not like the people are going online and reacting you know they're not grabbing a headline exactly that yeah. they're having an intimate relationship with this thing that they sit down and decide to read mm-hmm. and so it's must be an emotional roller coaster right now to go through people now reading all of these like very personal stories. Yeah, I think it was difficult emotionally to write it, not because like, oh, the memory, but more mm-hmm. because like you're so aware that like if you convey this wrong, it's because of your writing. It's yeah. not like, oh, they misread or they didn't get my inflection. Like you have full control of the verbiage that you use. And so I was just so anxious going in for certain things because you want to make sure you're setting yourself up to look as good as possible and right. not falsely present something. Um, and the feedback is interesting. No one's mentioned any of the things that I thought would be so like special and revealing. Like nobody cares. Everyone's like, this book's hilarious. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what about the abortion? No one cares. Okay, cool. <laughs> 
So, uh, so it's, I, I like that what they're getting from it is like advice and fun versus like a sad, heartfelt trip sure, to the Sure, 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 <laughs> That's always good. Yeah, it's better that way. Blanche is killing me right now. She is, what, oh God, she knows that she's the best. Uh, what, do you have, I mean, you were telling me before that like Blanche has been on stage, like has like walked out on stage while you're doing sets mm-hmm. and things like that. Like, do you have the most memorable like travel Blanche story or on the road Blanche story? Oh, God. No, I I guess, I mean, she's pretty, like, this is it for her. This is her (laughs) on the plane backstage. Um, If anybody was at my show tonight or the last two Netflix specials, I like to open my show by having her run across the stage. Oh, that's so good. It's sort of like a dog smudge stick. Like, she prepares the energy (laughs) and cleanses it. And it's just so heartwarming that people like it. We had a, for the last special, we had a dress made for her. It was a red sequin dress with, like, a 20-foot train. God bless. So she's just, I mean, she's like the Linda Evangelista of dogs. Like, look at this face. I know. She doesn't age. She could be a puppy. None of us know. She's just a good, I don't know how old she is, but she's like traveling with a dog and just seeing people. I was, was this you I was telling backstage about the party I took her to? No. I was in New York a couple days ago and we went to this like, I shouldn't have been there, but my friend worked for, works for Burberry and it was like Burberry paper magazine collab influencer. (laughs) party uh and so we get there and i had come from dinner and i brought blanche in a bag as i do everywhere <laughs> it's a big bag like it lo- i'm obviously there's like it looks like there's a bomb in there like i'm just like smuggling I'm like i gotta get through don't touch the bag so we go in and it's this really cool bar somewhere in the village and everyone there is cool mm-hmm. they're influenced everyone there is like 10 years younger than me and like just tragically just cool and I took her out and I put her on one of the tables and everybody that walked in, like some guy in like a crop leather jacket and an earring, like just, and he walks in like with a toot and then they see the dog and he's like, oh my God, a puppy. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm like, that's right. You're from a suburb just like me. She's You're a, curated. Yeah, she's the, the great equalizer. She's a great equalizer. Yeah. You she, drop that toot when you see this dog. <laughs> it's basically what? Yeah, I have a weakness for dogs. Oh. I melted the moment I saw her. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. She knows her cues. Oh, do you wanna, she's amazing. Do you want to see something? Do you want to see something kind of mean, but it's very funny? She'll be okay. Always yell out the word. Okay, don't do it yet. C-H-I-C-K-E-Y. And do it like, like in an up voice. One, two, three. Oh, she didn't do it. Maybe it's chicky. You want chicky? Okay. Sometimes one voice is mightier than a thousand. <laughs> oh, that little thing. You say no chicky, just verbal praise. Um, um, speaking about one voice being mightier than others, uh, let's talk about cults. Uh, you say in your book, trust me, if I could start a cult, I would. So oh, yeah. we cool. thought that we'd play a game with you uh, called Cult of Personality, where we actually find out what kind of cult Eliza would start. Was this already a game on your show? No, okay. this is tailored specific. Oh, God. Yeah. Welcome. This is my weird fetish. I want to find out what kind of cult people want to start. Sure. I don't want to start one, but I want to know what I can be part of. Um, well, this way. This is, okay. So this is tailored specifically for you. Okay. Uh, what would be the name of your cult and what would the followers be called? Ooh. I don't have a catchy name. Okay. Like yours would be like Grace Faces. Like it would be something, like at least it rhymes. Grace face. Uh, mm. Eliza doesn't rhyme with much. And I don't know if I need it to rhyme necessarily. Right. So I feel like cults always have names like the Mary Banglers. I don't know. There's always like, <laughs> like uh, what's his name? 
Charles Manson, weren't they like the family or something? Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe like, maybe like angel babies. That's what I call Blanche. <laughs> that just sounds like it's all hot women. Or like a roller derby team. It does. Yeah. My name's Sid. I'm a chick. Jack, what's the next? So what's the big sales pitch? How are you going to get people to join? Like, How am I supposed promise? to get people to join? I don't have a name yet. <laughs> I am terrible with these kind of things because I sit, I think about them for a while. Like I can't. Okay. Well, I, so we don't have a name. The, the no name. The no names. Oh, Ooh. there. Perfect. Anonymous mouse. <laughs> Anonymous. <laughs> Okay. Do you guys want to be anonymized? Thank you. This is not a podcast. We're here to convert you. You can't cheer, cheer though. You have to go like, and and freak out Grace because of the ASMR. Oh, yeah, yeah. You all have your own handheld microphones in the audience. (laughs) Uh, Okay, are you the deity being worshipped or are you just the vessel of a bigger messenger? Yes. I'm the vessel of a... (laughs) Everything else was like, I haven't thought about this. And this one's like, yes, I'm the vessel. (laughs) Like, excellent question, Grace. Uh, Because the message would be, uh, what if you found out that I was just super racist, like right now? (laughs) No, uh, the vessel, it would be about accountability Uh and how if you're going to be part of my society, of our society, of our Mousian society, you have to... (laughs) You have to contribute. Okay. So this is a foreign concept to some people, but like you have to do something. You cannot, like, I don't know. Like my biggest pet peeve living in LA is just like all these people like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, you're causing traffic. Get out. So (laughs) you have to do something. Yeah. So you're like looking at natural selection basically. Yeah. But, but if you cannot, okay, this is where it gets a little weird, but if you, cause I've thought about this part a lot. Uh Uh-oh. If you, (laughs) cannot contribute in the form in which you wish to contribute, we will assign you a task until you can find, until you can figure out how to do your art. For example, mm-hmm. so you get to LA, you're like, I want to be an actor. And instead you end up going to like some bullshit theater company. You're like, we put on mime plays about cat feelings. You're like, okay, this is garbage. We're going to move you to Burbank. You're going to work in a, like a button factory. And at night you can go into the city and pursue your thing. And if you start making money, then you can come back. But you can't be here making hot garbage, making it hard for the rest of us who are working. This sounds like Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one gets hurt uh, okay. in, in sight. Uh, and so, no. So that would, it's just the idea that you have to contribute and you just can't be a loser that loafs around. That, I think that's a cool philosophy. But you got to get there. You can figure yeah. it out. You know, students, it counts. You're in school. You don't have mm-hmm. to have a job, but you have to be contributing. Maybe you're doing community service. You're just making it better. Yeah. Because there are people who just like deliberately make life worse and like litter. <laughs> True. So I feel like I had you guys and I lost you, but that's fine. By the end, just keep staring at that screen. Yeah. You want to sign up? It's a positive call. Thank you. You're our new PR guru. It's a positive call. Yeah, nothing bad. That's great. So then what's the end game here? Are we barricading ourselves somewhere? Are we drinking Kool-Aid? What are we doing here? Yeah, everybody has their cups. You have them under your (laughs) table. Don't drink that. (laughs) Um, And then what do your signs say? Do you have people out in the streets recruiting people? Or what's the, like, selection process of bringing people in? So the best way to get people... (laughs) You thought about this Welcome to Delta Gamma Rush Week. (laughs) I believe the best way to get people to want to be a part of what you're doing Uh is to not let people in. 
It's just me and the Exclusivity. Yeah. <laughs> Exclusivity. So like Scientology goes out and they've got their people that walk around and they try to convert you. And then they just get like garbage. Like anyone that's like, I just got off a bus from Duluth. Like, come on in. No. <laughs> we will. It's like converting to Judaism. We will refuse you several times. Uh, and it, it has to be something that you want. That way when you get in, even if you don't like it, you're like, well, it was such a schlep to get here. So, <laughs> and you, and what's your name? Yeah. Eli. We'll have Eli like running point on all that because you came up with that positive cult thing and that's a great guys for the whole thing. So that's good. With yeah, cults cult. could use a good publicist. So if right? you want to like work with them. So yeah. Uh, that sounds amazing. I'm glad I mean, this is recorded so I can write it down later. Yeah. No, this is basically, the podcast is just one giant brainstorming session for everyone that Brainwashing. Yeah, brainwashing. <laughs> positive cult. Brainstorming. <laughs> Um, okay, so the other thing we want to talk about that you kind of touched on earlier is the idea that you tour constantly. Mm-hmm. You are traveling, like, how, what percentage of your year do you think is spent on the road? Oh, I think it depends on the year, and I think, oh, I'm really, this is when you find out your cult leader is really bad at math <laughs> and quantifying things. Um, I don't, is my manager here? I think she could yell it out. Kara? What, what percentage of the year am I on the road? Oh. <laughs> You know what? I'll put it this way. That could be any emotion. (laughs) So it's, you tour the most leading up to a special. Sure. So that's several months. So like this tour, it's for the book, but uh, my next special is in February. Um, And so, you know. And you're, can you announce where you're taping? I can't. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, But we will, next week it comes out. So, Tuesday. Kara, is that you? (laughs) Uh, Tuesday it comes out um, that, that we announce it. And then you tour that hour after its release because people want to see that. Right. So, you know, it's less, I guess it's, I don't know, uh, 70% of the year, maybe. That's crazy. So at least half of your year is spent on less? the road. Something like that. Okay. You know, sometimes it's chunks. It's like, you know, three days you try to bang out three things. Mm-hmm. My, my summer was really slow. Okay. So it just depends on what else you have going on. I wish I had a cooler answer. No, no, no. Well, because you tour so much and because you're about to like in, go on this giant book tour, we just wanted to throw out some uh, city names and see what your like immediate reaction of best and worst is. Okay. I'm so glad least. you weren't asking me state capitals. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, Washington. Is, that's how fun this podcast is. <laughs> let's let's humiliate about the, the quadratic guys. equation after this. <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to throw out some cities and you just from your own personal memory bank whatever the best and worst initial memory or thought or feeling is about okay. these cities okay. so the first one is baltimore maryland i was just there two days ago um so i'm gonna tread lightly uh <laughs> the best part about baltimore is the crab it's mm-hmm. fresh crab uh and the worst part was nobody in the audience seemed to want a free book <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, you know what? They're a tough city, like a lot of those like sort of Rust Belt cities. So, yeah. and you feel the toughness, but uh, it's an old city and some, some nice architecture <laughs> and they love their football team. Yeah. Speaking of Rust Belt, uh, how about Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Was just there last night. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, Pittsburgh's actually beautiful. I think we all grew up kind of thinking like, oh, it's got the word Pitts, Pittsburgh, it's gritty. It's a beautiful city of hills and bridges. Um, Oh, and yeah, the worst yellow bridges. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. And the worst part is probably the Yinzer accent that they got. So yeah, that's that, a weird accent. How you oh. doing? Yeah, drink down in Iron City, pander. Like it's just hideous. So I don't care if I offend someone with that accent. So. <laughs> they yeah. didn't travel this far to come to this show. No. Don't worry. Uh, Somerville, Massachusetts. I think I'm going there next week. 
Have you uh, been? Well, let's okay. Let's broaden well, that, it out. Let's say there. the let's chuckle say, bucket. Let's say Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, because you went to Emerson, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, so that's, I guess, the positive Woo. thing. Yeah. Higher education. Yeah. Yay. Go Lions. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. And I think I guess the worst thing about Boston is there's parts of it that are very unsafe for you <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that you don't go to. So I mean, that's any big city. I don't really the snow. It's hard for me. Sure. Because it's cold. I don't know. It's, <laughs> um, Whoa. That bug is bothering me. You just the grabbed worst, a bug I'm, out of the sky. It's hard. I don't want to say the worst part. In my head, I'm like, then they won't invite me back. The worst no, no, part. No. Uh, just, you can even just go with positives. Just like the best uh, or like most. Like, the worst part. A homeless person uh, got into a fight with one of the kids in my comedy troupe. If that's not like the most like film schooly <laughs> thing to say. And punched Wait. him in the face. Because our school is right on Boston Common. That happened. Yikes. Punched your... My, the, one of the kids in my comedy troupe in the face. About... What was the fight about? He was just a homeless person that was, like, looking to get into some shit. Uh, <laughs> my friend should not have been walking through Boston Common at night. Like, do you run through Central Park at night? No. So, that's part of being fair, dumb. Fair, fair, fair. Okay, how about Washington, like. D.C.? Uh, Washington, D.C. Um, <laughs> our president lives there. That's probably the worst part about <laughs> it. <laughs> or spends part of his time when he's not golfing. Uh, and the best, or you guys like love, and then the best part, uh, the best part is uh, that, it, you know, it's our nation's capital and a lot of uh, memorials. You don't have to, I won't put you through this anymore. It's best, okay. okay. The best part, it's, I sold out my shows at DC Improv, so that's the sweet. best part for me next week, I guess. Um, and then the last city is Chicago, Illinois. Uh, the best part about Chicago is that I filmed uh, a Netflix special, <laughs> my last Netflix special there. Uh, the worst part is that People from Chicago think Chicago's the best. Even, <laughs> and it's just like, if it's so good, why did you move to LA? And so let me make this crystal clear. Nobody cares about the Cubs or the Bears. And you guys consider bread and meat to be a vegetable. And it's not that great. So suck it, Chi-Town. Uh, but, but come to my show. Amazing. Um, well, now we wanted to kind of open it up to you guys if you have any questions, especially with the launch of Girl Logic. Any, uh, especially ladies out there that have any female-centric questions, but also just wanted to kind of have a dialogue with you guys uh, if you have any kind of questions for Eliza that I think might be burning in your brains. Uh, and this is where everyone gets kind of uncomfortable for a second. I, know. I was like, please have a question. I was yeah, so raise your hand, and then someone with a microphone will come to you. We or have a you microphone. Shout it. Or we can shout it, and I can repeat it. We can do that too. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Don't mess up. I like that your friends are directing you in the way that you ask this question. I don't know. Oh, so Lily Singh is a YouTuber, and she's got this uh, huge campaign called Girl Love. Basically, oh, she's yeah, it's it's she's support hair. Yeah, my hair guy does her hair. Okay, my makeup. Yes, yeah, yes. And so it's basically just like females supporting females, and why it, which seems like it should be a very natural like thought no. or concept, but it isn't. Yeah. And so uh, she's done a ton of work about people like females just supporting other females. You know, I don't know her. I don't know anything. I don't know her. Um, and so... Put it in the Oh, universe. yeah. Manifest it. I'm sure if I met her, I would love her because now that you're saying the name and then you said that, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I've definitely like seen pictures of her like on Instagram and stuff. Uh, 
I think everybody, let me, the answer is not no or yes. The answer is I don't know. I think one thing for women that it's so important, like everybody has their sort of brand and some things, and this has had nothing to do with her. Some brands click, some don't. So this idea that like, oh, you're two strong girls, go together. Everyone's approach to feminism could be different. Mm -hmm. And this sort of idea, and a lot of other women, again, knowing nothing about her, preach this idea of like, just praise her because she's a woman. And I believe feminism is merit-based, not like I won't mistreat you or treat you a certain way because of your genitals, but you could be just a girl and you're like the biggest piece of shit. And I'm like supposed to like you just because we're both not men. So mm-hmm. it's this like sort of blind thing that we do. We're like, you're girls, you go together. Um, but now that you're saying who she is, I admire what she does. I also think it's important that each girl has her own light. Mm-hmm. And her, so I think collaborating is cool if she's cool. You hear that, Lily? I threw it down. Yeah. Are you ready? Oh, I don't know her. Your move. <laughs> yeah, your move. No, sing. that can be great. Uh, yeah, go for it. Oh, that's a great question. I what could, kind of thing yeah. could anyone do, men, women, otherwise, to support the progress? So this is something, it's not so much that I try to practice, but I try to be cognizant of it. Whatever you are, whatever color you are, gender, religion, whatever you look like, when you run into people, you might be the only one of that kind that that person meets. So if you go to another country and you go to Japan and you're loud and rude and whatever, which Americans tend to be naturally... Uh, you might be the only American, only white person that that Japanese person's ever met. And then they're going to leave thinking that you are, that all of you are like that. Cause as people, we tend to do that. Like someone does something. So it's just to be mindful of like when you're around someone else, just to kind of go out of your way to be an ambassador. Like as a Jew, I get very like when people bring up like money things, like, cause that's like our big stereotype. They're like cheap. So I always go out of my way to like, make sure that nobody thinks that about me just because people are ignorant and stupid and need to be spoon fed hope. And so even if it's just going out of her way, be a little bit kinder, a little bit more open-minded, or even just complimenting another woman because she'll take that with her and then she'll want to pay it forward. I know that sounds so like elementary, but Sometimes we walk in as women and you look at another woman and you like, you know, read her and you're, you don't like her. And you'll find that if you just walk up, you're like, I love those shoes. All of a sudden, she's not a bitch. She's like, oh my God, thank you. Oh, they were like half price. I couldn't even find the left one. The left one's a, a garbage bag. <laughs> women want to share their secrets. So versus seeing them as the enemy, be like, that girl took just as much time to get ready as I did. No, I think that's great. And kind of piggybacking what you were saying, I think the idea of... Uh, treating any uh, moment of either uh, misinformation as an opportunity to educate rather than being upset that someone doesn't already know something. Yes. Uh, Which is like, I don't know anything. I'm a fucking idiot existing in the world. It's amazing I'm alive still. And so I really try, it's about people's intentions. Yes. What they say or do or how they operate. And I really pride uh, my friends who know more than me on being kind to me in my um, just not a lack of education about certain things. And I hope that I do that. And I hope other people kind of take that as like just something that's important is that someone just because they don't know something doesn't mean they don't respect or care about the knowledge. So they're bad. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's a big problem. I mean, I talk about that. I'm so glad you said that because I was like, am I the only one who feels this way? No, yeah. Uh, Just we're living in a time in our country where everybody is expected to know everything because we're all so terrified of saying the wrong thing or offending each other. And because of that, there's no conversation happening Mm -hmm. because everyone is so offended and defensive of what they are. And if you just 
took a second and I know you're angry. What, you know, if, if you feel oppressed and you're angry and you deserve to be angry, but if you explain calmly to someone, this is what my culture does. This is what my people are. This is what trans is. This is what mm-hmm. your religion is. And you just say it then that other person's not going to feel like a piece of shit for not knowing. Right. If that person takes your information and disregards it, then that person might be a piece of shit. But if they take it and they learn and they grow and they react differently in situations in the future, that's when you know that progress is happening. It's it's, great. So it's small and it feels like you're not getting there, but like it is changing one person at a time. Yeah. No one at a rally... Like we all, if we go to women's march, like, and everyone's giving speeches, it's all the women are like, we agree. And <laughs> so you need people who disagree with you and explain it calmly. Totally. Okay. Any other questions? We have one all the way in the back there. Go for it. If you scream it, I will re- reiterate the best I can. <laughs> Ideas or thoughts yes. on the body love movement. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those really kind of complicated things. I think, like you were saying with feminism a little bit, it's like, as a girl, you feel this, like, overall kind of, like, the pressure to just accept all women because they haven't been as equally treated as everyone else, Um, even though some women could be not nice humans. Uh, And so with that, I'm sure that there's... It must, I can't speak to like what it feels like to feel pressured in that movement. I can speak to what it feels like to feel like I want to feel differently in my body and I want to make sure I get to a healthy state that I personally know and like recognize makes me happy and healthy and good rather than participating in a hashtag. Uh, I think that to me, like separating the actual like real life Here's like Twitter could go away tomorrow. And so hashtag body love doesn't really matter. So it's about you actually in real life liking the way you feel rather than feeling pressure to participate in a hashtag. I mean, these are just me spouting off initial thoughts on it. I could say this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, Because you were talking about, you're like, I'm, you said, you know, like, you're like, I, my body is this and I, I'm, you know, you know that you're healthy and other people like might have comments about that, you know, because you don't look a certain way or something. The good news is we're never going to stop disliking our bodies. It's part of being a girl, no matter how much you work out or anything, you will find something. Sometimes you look in the mirror and you're like, I look great. Like I look amazing. Uh, and, but most of the time you're going to, it's always going to be something like I can never stop. I can't stop talking about my thighs. I can never stop looking at them. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, I don't see them. I'm like, they're there. I see them. There's always going to be a thing. Cause you're always being inundated with stimuli from our society. Look this way. Your hair should look this way. Your face should look this way. Um, I've noticed that when I got into my thirties, I was kind of like, fuck it. Like I'm more okay with it. Because what you have to understand, and you won't get it because I'm saying it, you'll get it one day. Uh, This is one of the things like when someone's older, they're like, gather around. Like, you'll get it. (laughs) It really, when you realize that nobody cares as much as you do, and like it actually doesn't matter, and all that matters is the way that you, there will always be people that put you down for whatever you look like. It doesn't matter. Like, I post a picture on Instagram, and it's just like, you look tired. I'm like, yeah, fucking tired of listening to you yap at me. (laughs) But I'm like, I, I still feel good about it. You got to get, and she's absolutely right. You get to that place. You're never going to stop questioning your body or trying to improve it or just thinking it's okay. And people are never going to stop being shitty. What's important is that you feel good and realize that like, it's a process mm-hmm. and that's all there is to it. And everyone's body is normal and functional and perfect. 
And that's all there. You find the person that likes it and fuck everybody else. Don't fuck, hey! fuck him or her, <laughs> not him. You'll get there, I promise. Everyone yeah. does. Uh, we have time for a couple more. Yeah, go for it. Hi. Uh, oh. Specific. Oh, the little ones. You brought me little plates. Okay. Cool. Next question. Then how did you know? Oh no, hi. That's a quite a specific lead in. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's so shitty that at a place like iHeartRadio or whatever, like where tons of people come in that they're like, no, Cassie, you sit at your desk. You don't eat, you don't move. <laughs> you absolutely are allowed, by the way. Like, it's Portland. Calm down, Portland. Like, okay. Hi. And then I Um, so she, yeah, I'll repeat it. Uh, oh, the lights. Uh, she asked, what do I do on a daily basis to show the women that I appreciate them? I want to answer that by saying one thing. I feel like we live in this very Instagrammable, hashtag grateful kind of, you know? And for the most part, that's not how most of us live. Hashtag. <laughs> I get, I'm a human and I'm normal and I get so angry at random people. I've been rude to people. Like, we're all humans, you know? And this idea, because you see these snippets. I'm not saying you're wrong for doing this. We see these snippets of people's lives, which is like, I'm doing my morning practice and then I'm having tea. I'm like, get a job. Like, what are you doing? When do you leave the house? And we all want to be like that. We all want to be these like curated versions of gratefulness and bless, you know? I think your life is all about how you treat. If you want to ask women specifically, uh, I say I love you to all my girlfriends. Uh, and you it, do? To all my friends, actually. I have the benefit, not like all of them, but like the close ones. That's cool. The ones that I'm close to. <laughs> because I don't have a huge group. I don't no, have a huge yeah. group. Not too I, deep. No, no, no. But I, I agree with you that it's a quality, not quantity in terms of the people yes. you keep close to Especially you. Especially the older you get. I'm like, yeah. I don't have time to go to your like birthday. No, I can't return text messages, let alone like have friends that I oh. pretend are my friends. So I'll keep that in mind when I text you. I'm like the best texter backer. Oh, and I take, worst. I get deeply offended. I'm like, yes, yeah, she fucking hates me. I'll just block her forever. Um, I try to remember. <laughs> we don't have each other's numbers yet, but we will. And then you can <laughs> like my mom, I always try to be mindful of the fact that like one day she won't be there. So I never get off the phone angry, even though today I texted her, I texted her away with you because she made me mad. <laughs> she didn't like my book. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's it. She's not following call rules. It's, it's more about the treatment. Like, it's, I might forget your birthday, but, like, being present with them. I know we'd all like to be, like, I write a handwritten note, but, like, I know in my heart I'm a good friend, which honestly just sets me up for so much disappointment when they're not good friends back, and then I get so angry. So the answer is, in my heart, I have no ill will, and I accept them wholeheartedly for who they are, even the shitty parts. Because at 34, like, we can't afford to be petty. So true. Sorry, I wish I had like a better like no, paper source answer. No, that's great. I think we have time for like two more. Um, go, go for it. Yeah. That's okay. Ew. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everyone thinks this is adorable. Because <laughs> I talk so fast. She asked if I consider being an auctioneer. Uh, that's a very weird job. Uh, so no. Um, I've always talked fast and I think talking fast, like my whole life, the note's always been like slow down. Auditions when I was a kid for like plays, slow down, slow down, slow down. Um, and I think the fast talking comes from two things. One, when I started, I didn't want to give the audience a chance to not laugh if something wasn't funny. Oh. 
And so I was just like, and I wanted to show them like, because I came up in a very competitive environment on like a, uh, a network TV show doing comedy. And so it's more like, you don't like that one? Doesn't matter because I got another one. We'll pretend that that wasn't the punchline and we'll give you this one. Do you like that one? <laughs> Ta-da. Um, and that's become kind of a thing. I try to slow down. I'm also just so genuinely excited to get out my thoughts and like share them. Like it's like when you've got a piece of gossip for your best friend. You're like, oh my God, okay, sit down, sit down, sit down. Are you ready? And like you just, whatever. So uh, I don't remember the first joke, but I can remember one of the jokes that I used early in my career. I, I can, can I do two of them? Yes, please. The, okay, this is so bad because one of them I'm like not so much ashamed of, but like it's such a beginner. Like I cringe at the fact that this was my joke and it's so not a joke I would make now for so many social reasons. Um, but here it is. Um, oh my God, this is so bad. I'm usually like not ashamed. No, it's bad. No, that's a good Okay, so I'll do the one that's, ashamed, that's shameful and then one that I'm like, that's a really good joke. I should still do it. Okay, it just goes... Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, have you got... Oh, God. This hurts so much. Who sent you? <laughs> uh, it, um, have you guys seen the commercials for, like, herpes medicine? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, even making a herpes joke, like, hurts my integrity on, like, such a deep level. You know, and the commercials, guys, are always, like... Uh, you know, Valtrex, and it's all people that are like kayaking and bicycle riding, and it's all about, Valtrex is all about getting you back to your active lifestyle. Hey, slutty, do you ever stop and think that maybe it's your active lifestyle got you in this mess in the first place? Horrible, horrible. So unkind. Most people have herpes. It's so bad. It's so, slutty is like not a word. It's bad. That's 25. And then here's the good, it's bad. I like, as I'm, I feel so sick. No, 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 this is good. This is, you get to see the evolution of like, don't ever feel bad about where you started Where you from. started. Somebody's going to put on your podcast and be like, let's start in the middle and they're going to start on that joke. They're like, that's her opener? Wow. I know. Oh, wow, it's not funny. Uh, I had a joke about how Americans will eat anything. Like, we're just so obsessed with food. I was like, have you seen those commercials? Like, now buy, Pizza Hut had a commercial. Now buy any two medium one-topping pizzas, get a free order of cheesy bread and marinara dipping sauce. And I'm like, <laughs> Cheesy bread, marinara sauce, that's pizza. <laughs> America's favorite side dish to pizza is pizza. <laughs> Reconfigured. <laughs> so good. Uh, I think we have time for one more question. Your hand shot up right there. Yeah, you. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> wow, that's a not normal New York reaction yeah, to you living. <laughs> what? We missed it. Something sad happened. Okay. Sounds like a New Yorker. Wait. All right, don't get in the van. Are you together now? <laughs> As a person? What do you mean? So a man told you to get in his van and you want us to tell you how emotionally you can... You sound fragile. Heal. Was how, but 
If was there a van? Like, if he had said Maserati, would it have been different? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Is it because because it's something so creepy and it happened to you? Like, it sounds like something that happens to other people and it happened to you. And it's was he? No, that's criminal. I got. Like, I got. Most of the That's lines you're going to hear on the street aren't going to be good. Also, I mean, at least he asked. Or I guess it was more of a request, but... Uh, I'm just... My only thing is, like, this is New York City. Yeah. Like, it's a tough place to... I was caught in the rain and got in a cab, and I was like, this is the hardest night of my life. Um, this is going to be part of being a woman. You, It's not going to end. I'm just telling you this right now. Some people have it worse than others. Some people never... Have it. This is just... Was that a wolf? <laughs> There's a dinosaur being born in the back of this theater somewhere. Yeah, it's my dinosaur. Sorry, oh, okay. guys. There's a Hatchimal in the back of the theater. I don't know what's happening. If you want my honest opinion, you just sit with it and, like, tap into... You might want to talk to someone, like, what made you so uncomfortable? I think... I don't know where you moved from. Where did you move from? Okay. Well, they have mainly geese. Look, there's an ally. <laughs> Rochester, uh, I think they're known for the garbage plate. Isn't that their food thing? Oh, yeah. Worst memory of Rochester. She didn't ask me about Rochester, though. And Blanche <laughs> sat in Goose Poop. Um, there's a club there in Webster. Um, you're going to... It's just going to be part of... When I moved to L.A., uh, I had this guy, like, harass me. I had just started doing comedy, and he was a middle-aged man. I was in my early 20s, and he would send me this spewing vitriol, these like hateful, angry emails. And I didn't know why. And it's this thing. I talk about this in my my book, but like you move somewhere with the best of intentions to be a student or whatever. And your soul is bright and shiny and pink. And you're going to have to withstand other people just putting their shit on you. And there's nothing you can do about some psycho doing that or hitting on you or saying something disgusting or someone you date being crazy. It's the onus is on you as an adult. To be like, I'm not going to let that dim my light. That person's crazy. I am not. And I had that happen to me. This guy would email me. He would just send me horrific emails. And I, I didn't understand. No one had ever treated me that way. I didn't know what I had done. And the answer is nothing. And like a year later from some sort of like mental facility, he's like, I was going through something. Sorry, I did that. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, how dare you take out your shit on me? But it's not going to end. And all you can do is be in charge of your own positivity and mindset. I hate to sound like a guru, but like... It's not going away. We're going to see things happen as an adult. You're going to see... I saw a woman get, like, the shit beat out of her when I was traveling abroad, and you sit there and you just kind of cry because maybe you don't come from a world where you've seen that happen. But, like, this is a very quick education. Like, this is being an adult. Yeah, New York's crazy. I mean, it's It's the bonker... It's the most bonkers place. I'm reminded every time I come back here how much that you tolerate on a regular basis that in real life, anywhere else, you would tell a friend, like, this thing happened on the subway. That's not okay. But here, you're just like, whatever. Which sucks to be, like, passive about things, but at the same time, makes you, I guess, if anything, the the optimistic thing is to recognize that you are not that kind of person that's doing that to someone else. And that makes you someone that should... uh, 
just feel okay with the choices that you're making and the way that you want to operate and how you want to treat other people. And the fact that you're questioning it yeah. means you're not an insane person. Although, I will say this. Hmm. I was walking into Penn Station the other day. New York is one of those cities where, like, you just, you're a New Yorker and you walk. Mm-hmm. And every, you know, you bang into each other. The streets are small. Everyone's got their stuff. And I had Blanche in a bag and my suitcase. <laughs> and I was walking. To be fair, this person didn't move. Like, she had room. I did not. But I, like... Like, str- like, uh, stiffed up my shoulder because I knew, like, here comes the boom. Like, I'm about to knock into this person, <laughs> and I fucking like hit her hard because she wasn't. It wasn't. It was her fault, but I definitely didn't do anything to mitigate it. And I walked by, and in my head, I'm like, yeah, New Yorker. And she goes, watch it, bitch. And I was like, oh my god, I'm the crazy person now because I hit her. <laughs> I've become part of the beast. So I hit her hard well, with my dog. <laughs> Uh, more advice and stories like that in Girl Logic. <laughs> Eliza Schlesinger's new book. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Eliza, thank you so much for spending time with this us. This was so fun. This was super fun. Also, because you um, made time and like, uh, whoa. I just shit out of mic pack. Don't worry. Uh, because you made time and like really truly rearranged your schedule to be here, we have a gift for you. Wait, where are you going? It's over here. Oh, perfect. It's the art of diversion. <laughs> Uh, oh this is goodness. for you. Should I open it now? Yeah, it's for yes, you. Yes, please. Uh, and Blanche for making time to be guests on the show tonight. It's we it's really, fine. truly appreciate it. Thank you. I did. I raced to get here. <gasps> I know you did. You know it's for you. <laughs> you know it's for you. Yay! You want to see if she'll get it? Oh, my God. This is my it's favorite. It's a bumblebee dog toy for those. Yeah, of course. Uh, this is my favorite new television show. Just watching Blanche try to sniff packages. Let me see if she'll go for it because okay. she usually knows when toys are for her. What's this? <gasps> Is this a bee? Go get that bee! Oh! <laughs> Just gave up halfway get through? Get that bee! Get, get that bee! Fucking show that it. bee! <laughs> okay. Well, we're taking it home anyway. She loves it. <laughs> um, Eliza, Thank you so much. of course, where can people, one, buy your book, two, see you on tour, and three, follow you on the internet if they don't already know? Okay, get ready. Get you can ready. Get ready, guys. You can buy my book at Amazon.com. Um, please buy it now. We're really trying to get on the New York Times bestseller list, and it yes. feels like an elusive goal. Uh, my, all my tour dates are at Eliza.com. We're doing so many cities to get ready for this, and European cities. I'm sure you've got fans all over the world, yeah. so get that ready. And then... Eliza S at Instagram, Eliza on Twitter. There's only one Eliza with an I, so it's very easy to find me. The real Eliza on Snapchat. Are there any cool things that I'm missing? Like cool kid uh, communication apps? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Uh, you can find my dad, Fred Schlesinger. He's yeah. a financial planner There's on LinkedIn. No narcs in the audience tonight. <laughs> Got it. Uh, thank you again so much for being thank here, you. guys. Give it up for Eliza. She's absolutely fantastic. And thank you guys for coming out in a cold Saturday night. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Be safe, stay warm, and, um, you know, treat each other okay. (laughs) Good night, guys. Too deep, too deep, too deep, not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, question mark, produced and directed by Jack Ferry, with writing by Lon Harris, associate producers Melissa DeMonts and Diane Kang, production assistance by Jenny Stringfellow, audio support by Chris Henry, edited by Melissa DeMonts, and an extra special thank you to the one, the only, Flula. For the theme music, thanks.